Hey ladies and gents and welcome to our pre-E3 coverage for E3 2018. Today we're tackling Microsoft. I have Don with me as always. Microsoft. Today. Uh, we don't have Jordan unfortunately. Uh, he's still dealing with moving and all that stuff so no Jordan uh, for this E3 predictions podcast. But we do have Alex Van Aken. How's it going Alex? Hey guys, what's up? It's going good. Uh, we had you on the podcast so people should be familiar with you by now. Um, obviously Alex is from OK Beast. Uh, we're going to be tackling Microsoft. This is... For me personally, I don't know, for you guys, this is the most interesting of the conferences because it's so long. We already know it's two hours in terms of blocking. Whether they go two hours or not, we don't know. Um, But there's just so much unknown with Xbox, and there's a Mm -hmm. lot of optimism. I think it's easy to be like, oh, Xbox doesn't have games or like this. I'm actually on the opposite end. I'm very optimistic for this conference because there's a lot of unknowns, and there's a lot of stuff that can surprise us. And Phil Spencer is somebody I really believe in in terms of turning the ship around. Uh, I, I just I'm really excited to talk about this with you guys. There's a lot of stuff that we're going to get into, um, and if it does happen, I think this could easily be the best conference for E3. And I don't know if you guys feel the same way. For me, it's really cool that PlayStation and Microsoft have kind of taken these two separate avenues in terms of conferences. Um, it seems like Sony's going further into the. We're going to focus on a specific set of games. We'll have some surprises, but it's more tight-knit 40 to an hour show. Whereas Xbox is like, we just want to hit you with a bunch of games. Two hours, game, 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 game. Um, And I think that's good because they're not directly trying to compete with each other in terms of their uh, presentation. And I think uh, both Mm -hmm. of those fit uh, their current status in terms of console sales and position in the market and stuff like that. So um, I guess we'll we'll hop into it. Uh, Last year we started the show talking about Xbox one X. Um, and I kind of wanted to lump in all of the services along with this. So they announced the Xbox one X that the name of it, uh, we didn't know going in. We just knew it as project Scorpio. Um, with the Xbox one X this year, do you think we'll see it at all? Um, I have a couple of ideas in terms of if we do see it, what it could be. Um, we could potentially see a price cut. We could potentially see a color variation, maybe a white model. Um, but do you think at any point in this conference outside of the, these will look better on Xbox One X. Do you think we'll see any updates to the console itself? Mm, I don't think so. Definitely not. No price cut, no color no. variation, nothing? No, I think... Uh, I feel like Microsoft is... Hardware-wise, they're going to wait till... Um, besides, like, you know, special edition stuff. Yeah. Um, I feel like... They're going to wait for any hardware stuff till the next gen. I feel like they're just going to... I mean, maybe they'll, in a month or two, you know... I don't know. I feel like they might they might price talk might they I can't talk to them. Sorry, <laughs> they might price drop it, but I feel like that's not something they're gonna announce at the conference. Yeah, I think they're just gonna there's gonna be a montage of Xbox on the Xbox you know, all the gaming on the Xbox One X. It's great, you know. I feel like it's something like that. Uh, it's, it's worth asking though, Jared. It's a good question because yeah, the last few shows they've had something about hardware in somewhere, right? And then they had yeah. the the controller, um, the design lab thing where they showed that off. So. It's certainly something they like to do, whereas Sony hasn't really shown much of anything hardware-wise. Actually, you know what? what? They might do that adaptive controller. Maybe they show that off. Uh, could yeah, be. Good, a good grace move of just like showing it off yeah. more to the audiences. Because like, we know about it, but like mm-hmm. the general consumer doesn't. So, yeah, that, that's probably right. what it is. Um, the, the color variation is interesting, too. I couldn't see them going white because there's already enough confusion with the general consumer in terms of S and X. That if you have two models that are both white, I think one being black and one being white helps differentiate it even more. So the color mm-hmm. variation, I think, outside of like a special edition, is probably unlikely too. Um, the next thing, backwards I, compatibility. I guess the one, 
I guess the one advantage of the PS4 Pro having the extra layer of meat is it looks different than the. <laughs> it's bigger, yeah. The, ex- the the meat in the middle of the sandwich, yeah. It's so weird. That's one way um, to spin that. It's just odd that like they're both super powerful. One got bigger and one got smaller. Very odd. Um, backwards compatibility. So this has obviously been a huge move for Xbox the last couple of years. They've been adding games nonstop. Last year we got the announcement of original OG Xbox games coming. Um, I. Correct me if I'm wrong. Do you think we see anything outside of the X amount of titles are now available on Xbox compatible uh, backwards compatibility? Like, I don't think there's much else, right, that they can unveil as a surprise because we already have OG Xbox games, and we have yeah, a lot I think, of the good ones too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I don't. I I feel like I think one of my predictions I made on the OK Beast podcast uh, last week was I think we see uh, at Ubisoft on their stage. I think we see Phil Spencer come out and be like. The, the Splinter Cell games are all now all backwards compatible or something like that. Like, I feel like it's something small, uh, yeah. something on the side. I don't think it's anything like, you know, there's 20 more original Xbox games. I don't know. I don't think it's anything well, like that. I think another uh, possible thing is like, uh, I guess we'll get into it later. I'll get into it now, I guess. So Game Pass is the other big movement for them. They're Netflix of gaming, right? Uh, provides good value. I think uh, it's been smart for them too in terms of uh, – I personally enjoyed Sea of Thieves. Obviously, it was content light. Uh, State of Decay 2, great game, ton of bug issues. I think those games also mm-hmm. being available on Game Pass helped because people weren't making those huge financial investments. Obviously, some people did, don't get me wrong. But the people who used Game Pass to get them, even if they didn't like their experience, they lost out on $10, maybe, because there's also a lot of other games on Game Pass. So I think that Game Pass yeah. is really good for those games. Um because they're they're not the big AAA games, right? They're they're these different titles that Microsoft seems to be exploring and experimenting with. Um, we've heard rumors or ideas of them merging Xbox Live and Game Pass, not necessarily as a whole, but uh, deals for people, right? If you buy this uh, this group package, you get X amount of dollars off. Um, I want to know from you guys if a that's possible. The other thing you kind of mentioned uh, them coming out on Ubisoft stage, I would be interested to see if there was some kind of partnership between EA Access. And Game Pass, because uh, obviously EA has their own kind of subscription service where you pay five dollars a month uh, or twenty dollars a year, which by the year, because you're definitely getting ripped off otherwise. Uh, and you can play old games. They have the Vault. Uh, if you're subscribed to EA Access, you get to play games early. A lot of times, a week early for the yeah. sports games and Battlefield and stuff like that. That could be a possible merger. Um, but from you guys, what do you? Th- we're gonna see something about Game Pass. What do you guys think that that is? So I think you get you get that combo deal like you're talking about. I think that's an inevitability. Inevitability. Um, we talked about that on a few weeks ago's show, right? Um, but as far as like merging with like EA Access, that I think is less likely. Um, Not a merge, more if, of a partnership. Yeah. Well, I just think it's less likely just because uh, if they behave anything like like the TV streaming services do, yeah, um, they don't really like to merge. Instead, they like to separate and do their own thing, right? <laughs> like. Yeah. Uh, shortly here we're going to have disney wants to do its own service and they're going to you know uh, break away from netflix and that partnership right and i think that would unfortunately probably be the more likely scenario where ea is going to want to keep its own service and then uh you know then probably eventually we're going to see like a ubisoft stream you know or a subscription service and who knows when we're getting the nintendo one that might be a little different but um but yeah that's that's why i'm not as optimistic about any kind of partnership like that the weird thing, too, is that EA Access is only available on Xbox. They have Origin Access on PC. PlayStation doesn't have it. And from yeah, what I originally <laughs> thought... Yeah, from what I originally thought, I it was that... that. 
it was that EA just had a partnership with Xbox, right? That's not actually the case. EA Access mm-hmm. was pitched to PlayStation, and they denied it. They didn't want it on their service. Oh. Yeah, really. That actually ended up coming out. Yeah, because a lot of people were under the impression that it was just some weird deal with Microsoft because EA works really closely with Microsoft, but that wasn't the case. EA Access was pitched to PlayStation and they said no. Um, Okay, well that makes sense then to to my point where like PlayStation's like no, we want people to buy PlayStation now on on our thing, so you guys can get out of here with this stuff, right? Microsoft. So maybe that is a good sign that Microsoft was more willing to to partner up right there. Well, and EA. EA doesn't have the they have a lot of games don't get me wrong but they don't have the catalog that like everyone else can pull from you know um, mm. like Disney yeah. has a giant vault of things uh, to make the comparison you had I don't know if EA has I don't even know if they're ter- they, they're making a profit on it but I don't know if they'd make more in the split with Microsoft right like I wonder if in the long mm-hmm. run they just make more money because more people on Game Pass than are on EA Access I wonder how that yeah. the numbers yeah. divide there who knows That's a good point um, Alex do you have anything to say about Game Pass what we expect to see you know, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know if I necessarily have an opinion on Game Pass. Um, I do think it's likely we see. It'd be nice to see it rolled into gold. Yeah. Um, at some sort of discount. I don't know. Um, like you could have gold, or you can have Game Pass, or you could have them both for a discounted price. I'd like to see that. Um, that would make it more appealing to me. So I'm not paying for two services on xbox do you think we see another tier maybe like what if it's like xbox platinum or something and it's specifically stated that you're getting game pass and the gold features right to differentiate it they have mm-hmm. another name for it because there's silver which is the free version xbox like silver then there's xbox yeah. live gold maybe we have a tier above that that'd be cool yeah xbox live diamond platinum. or platinum or something diamond. yeah yeah I don't know, just an idea. <laughs> Who knows? Um, <laughs> but I do think Game Pass is very interesting. I think it's a, a brilliant service um, for somebody who didn't have a lot of expendable income growing up. I would have loved to have this as a kid if there was the internet infrastructure, obviously. Oh, man. But like paying ten bucks yeah. to have access to all these games for kids who can afford ten dollars a month mowing the lawn or doing side work, that it's a huge benefit, man. I really wish this was around when I was mm-hmm. a kid. I think it's huge. Um, my big thing That's is a I cool hope- thing to. Sorry, That's a cool thing to think of because, um, like, yeah, I was like you as a kid, right, where, like, you only get one or two games, like, a year, um, yeah. and you kind of play those games to absolute completion, right? Like, over and over, you're going in every last corner and so on. Um, and so nowadays, I, I'm almost kind of like, while we're better off, we have more options and we can play more, it's almost like I kind of miss being forced to, to suck <laughs> every last drop out of a game in a, in a way, right? It's yeah. Like, yeah. A nostalgic thing. We didn't even really have open world games when we were young too, and those like are those give you so much time. Like if I had Assassin's Creed Origins when I was a kid, it's like hundreds of hours. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Game Pass, I think, is huge. I want to see how it affects the rest of the market. How PlayStation responds with PS Now and stuff like that. They haven't really responded to the backwards compatibility stuff, obviously, because they're not they don't have to directly compete. They're in the lead by a lot. Um, but I want to see yeah. what this does to the rest of the industry in terms of subscription services, um, and we'll see how that plays out. Next up, I know. Oh, I don't know about you, Alex. I don't want to speak for you, but none of us no, at Controlled Interests are huge racing fans. Um, there aren't, aren't really our forte, <laughs> but we can expect a Forza game every year. The cool thing with Microsoft is that their racing games have become the go-to racing franchises in video games, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, Forza Horizon uh, and Forza Motorsport um, are they release every other year? They're huge. Um, this year is going to be a Forza Horizon year. We had the weird Walmart leak that said Forza Horizon 5, which some people think is like a weird <laughs> typo. Some people think that game is very weird. Uh, kind of 
led to that the, game definitely doesn't exist. Yeah, it led to the questioning of the validity of that whole leak in general. We've had some confirmations in terms of Rage Two and stuff, but still having uh, Forza uh, Horizon Five on there is very weird. Um, what I want to know from you guys is what setting do we expect? There's rumors of some kind of Asian theme. It's like Japan, Korea, Dubai. Uh, we're gonna see it show off the Xbox One X, obviously. Um, I just want to yeah. know from you guys, like, what would get you interested in the very least for a Forza Horizon game, the next one, and do we see another car on stage? Does that does that happen again two years in a row? <laughs> um, I, I I think I would like to see Japan. Um, I think it'd be super cool to like have like the more rural um parts you know driving by waterfalls and, and stuff like that or fishing villages and then be able to drive into Shibuya in the middle of Shibuya you know yeah i think it'd be super cool if that was um the setting especially get in like a super neon light like segments where it's like super awesome to look at i think i think tokyo and, and japan in general would provide a lot of variety um in in, in, in environments so That'd be a setting that I would want to see. That sounds yeah. pretty cool. I, I can't speak too much to this game, you know, these Forza <laughs> games, but uh, if I had to make some kind of uh, analytical guess, <laughs> I guess, yeah, something where the setting is kind of like drastically different. Because uh, mm-hmm. if these, these games come out every year, or uh, technically every other year, because they're different games uh, on that level, but I, I think that, you know, to keep things fresh, you could expect a, a much different kind of setting, but just my yeah. two cents. Yeah. I feel like if it was somewhere like, New York, you'd be like, okay, there's cities everywhere and some some interstates. It's not very fun to look at. And we've seen that a lot, right? A lot of racing games, yeah. I feel like, have been in the U.S. really overall. The know. weirdest mm-hmm. thing, I don't know if you guys remember this, last year when they showed off Forza Motorsports, was it six? That's right, right? Seven. Seven. Yeah. Forza Motorsports seven. Seven, yeah. Uh, they sh- when they first started, people thought it was Assassin's Creed Origins. I don't know if you guys remember that, like, because mm-hmm. it started with like Dunes, and it was like very a yeah. back shot of like a close to a character. And people like, is this Assassin's Creed Origins or what is this? It was very weird. I don't know if they they did that on purpose um, to like fake <laughs> people out or whatever. It was very odd. Yeah, I would love Dubai, but like because we saw a lot of that desert stuff last year, it's probably a no go. Um, with the desert and all that stuff. I would love Japan, like you mm-hmm. said. I would love, like, South Korea, uh, like, going through Seoul and stuff like that. Kind of the same vibes as Japan, obviously different, but um, yeah. throw on some, like, blaring K-pop while you're racing at, like, over 100 miles an hour. <laughs> I mean... Um, That's awesome. Next up, uh, one of my favorite reveals last year, and I know this wasn't for a lot of people, uh, was Metro Exodus. Um, yeah, I love the Metro games. They're probably... In my opinion, some of the the most underrated shooters in gaming. Um, I loved Last Light. I love Metro 2033. Uh, whenever somebody says like, "Oh, these games are on sale. The Redux are on sale. Should I buy them?" I'm like immediately, "Yes, buy them." Um, I was talking on the podcast a while back when this was announced, Alex, about how I really hope that Metro Exodus is to 4A uh, what Witcher 3 was to CD Projekt Red. In that it's, oh, yeah. a, it's their coming out party, it's their most highly developed entry, and people fall in love with the series. Um, I just think the game is I so that's interesting. Definitely what it's going to be. Yeah, and the world is so interesting. I think that demo was really good. I think it captured what yeah. the world is. Um, it's badass. The most interesting thing is Exodus. It's obviously you have the train that's with you, and it's kind of like your moving hub. Um, do you guys think that we see this? again this year because it was delayed till 2019 do we see that again this year and if so what does it showcase this time around hmm. i uh i'm not a metro guy okay um 
at all. I've, I've definitely played them, um, and I enjoyed it. I, I'm just not a raving fan. But I was so taken by the, the trailer for Exodus. It just I was in. Um, and after it got delayed, I was really sad. But I feel like they come out. Maybe they show, because we got the bear. I can't remember. Did we get like other enemies besides the bear? Uh, we got the weird, the, the rat dogs. We got the rat dogs. Rat dogs, yeah. yeah. I feel like we see some sort of human, um, or even like a story trailer that kind of encapsulates more like what's going on with the Exodus, that kind of thing. And then we get, I think we get a, a release date for like spring 2019 or something. Well, there's also like this weird, so there's the weird mutated creatures, but there's like this, this also like weird sense of like weird, uh, I said weird like nine times, like alien mutated human kind of things going on too. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of the best parts of the Metro series is um, the human interaction in this post-apocalyptic environment. It's kind of like what sold people on Walking Dead early on and why people fell in love with mm-hmm. Walking Dead. And I think Metro has a lot of those too. Um, I think the the shooting in a lot of the, the, the first two Metro games is very solid. I think the story stuff yeah. uh, doesn't necessarily hit on all accounts. And that's what I really hope they improve in this entry is they make you care about those, those characters. For somebody, like you said, who play them isn't a dying fan. For you to see a trailer and be like, I want to know who that is. I want to know why they matter. Um, I think it would be really cool. Uh, I really hope that this does well. I think delaying it, uh, though we assume it's because of development purposes, it could be because they just don't want it to release this year. Um, it's that it needs to find its right release date. That's the one thing I'm worried about is that they release it at the wrong time yeah. and it doesn't hit the market that it should hit. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited. I I really loved what they showcased because not only did it get somebody who's invested in the series like me excited, like you said, you aren't a huge fan of it. Uh, not that you dislike it or anything, but you were immediately in. You were interested, so. Um, exactly. It has a lot. And I've only played uh, like the early hours of twenty thirty three. Okay. Um, so it's it definitely got me. I before the game comes out, I'm gonna go back and play the other two. Like that's that's kind of how it how it got me. So yeah. Anything to say about Metro, Don? Mm, no, I mean, I mean, you guys kind of covered it all. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say we probably see some more uh, more story stuff in whatever trailer uh, gets shown this year. But yeah, the, that last trailer. Um, from last year's show was it was that was unreal like that was cool um plus it did that thing that i love where it started out and you don't know like we were kind of just talking about with forza and we all thought it was a assassin's creed origins uh, yeah for like the first i feel like it's been a long time but i feel like the, for the first minute or two um most people didn't know that that was a metro game through the trailer um and then if you knew the series then you would start recognizing the enemies and stuff but uh it was it did that cool thing where, where you didn't really truly realize what the game was till more towards the end which is cool so yeah there were yeah. some hints like so the the meter the air pressure meter on his arm when they first show that when he's walking underneath right that's a tell People the metro that. fans and then when he takes off his mask uh his air compression mask so there was subtle hints but like you said if you're not super familiar you don't know what the hell it is um let's talk about PUBG real quick so uh, people like to have the conversation of like Fortnite in terms of PUBG and stuff, and that's fine. That's a whole conversation for another day. I just want to talk about specifically, obviously, PUBG on Xbox's stage. We recently had the release of Miramar, which is the desert map, um, mm-hmm. it, and I kind of want to. I was thinking that there that was uh, when I was making these uh, cheat sheets. I was thinking maybe that was going to be the announcement for E3. Obviously, we got it beforehand. So I want to know PUBG is going to be on Microsoft stage. 100%, almost guaranteed. 
Yeah. I want to I just want to speculate as to what we think it's going to be. There's a couple of things. We could have the 1.0 Xbox release, right? So we can have the official release of PUBG coming out of early access. Um, we can have the gun skins that have uh, been released on PC, uh, which are really interesting and gives a little bit more variety and customization to the game. Um, obviously, there's a whole argument and conversation about microtransactions and how they implement them. Um, Sanok yeah. is the new map on PC, the smaller map, the one that they actually developed to compete with Fortnite for people who like quicker games. Um, that would be nice yeah. if they maybe had a tease for that on Xbox. Um, but one thing I want to say is in the current environment we have where people like to bash on PUBG and everyone's in love with Fortnite, deservedly so, great, great, great. The PUBG development team on Xbox, I think, has done a fantastic job of constantly updating. The game has issues. It's not perfect. Don't get me wrong. It has a lot of issues. But even uh, a couple of weeks ago, they released a, a message to the community talking about, like, here are all the issues we're working on. The update's coming out soon. Like, they're constantly in communication about this game. We've seen an update almost yeah. every month since this game's released. And I know people can complain and say, like, hey, it's still not perfect. It's still not working. Well, it's still an early access game, and you have to know what you're buying into. Yeah. If this was a 1.0 release, I think it'd be different. But, yeah, I want to know, what do you expect for us to see? My my likeliest thing is that we see the uh, the Xbox 1.0 release. I think I'm a big PUBG fan. Um, and I think that I feel like PUBG still doesn't run well enough for them to... I don't see the 1.0 coming soon. No, no, not coming soon. Um, just like it, we're planning on it. I guess I, I misspoke that. Oh, okay, of okay. Like, the Xbox release, we're looking forward to the full release. Not that they're like, oh, it's coming okay. next month. Yeah, sorry. Okay, okay. Um, I think we get... So in the PUBG roadmap they released at the beginning of the year, they had Sandhawk on there. Um, and then they, there was another map that they barely mentioned. But they were saying, and after Sandhawk is done, we've got another map planned. I could almost see... Sandhawk's been... Um, it's been being tested like yeah. very extensively. Uh, and it's come a long way. I feel like we almost get maybe a Sandox coming out on PC, go to the PC game show for more on that. But also, and then maybe they do like a teaser for like, maybe it's like a PUBG, like a, a in-studio documentary, like talking about the game so far. Um, and then maybe they show off like the next map. Not It's not going to be anywhere near complete, yeah. but maybe like... I don't know. Maybe it ties into the PC game show somehow. Like maybe there's an announcement at Xbox and then at the PC game show they dive in deeper. I don't know. I feel like that's because there's that second map that was supposed to come out latter half of 2018, I think. Yeah. I feel like that gets, whether it's at Xbox or PC game show, I'm thinking it's Xbox or could be. Uh, I feel like that gets shown in some way that fourth map. I would love something very Xbox specific, like if they do release skins like an Xbox skin or like something inspired by Halo or Gears or something, I would love that stuff. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, yeah. My very outlandish thing that I would love to happen that I wouldn't see happening in a million years is that if a, a, a non-mounted, just a regular Warthog would spawn on the map as like one of the vehicles. <laughs> that'd be awesome. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. We'll never see that happening, but that'd be interesting. Um, yeah, it's like like you said, it doesn't run as as well as it should. So the the 1.0 release is doesn't make sense anytime soon. Um, but I I do think we're all in agreement that PUBG is going to be on the stage. Like there's some people that think it won't be. It the deal that they brokered. It's a huge game for them. Exactly. Yeah. I I there's not a world where that game does not appear on stage uh, at all. Like that's it's crazy to think that. 
Um, yeah, it's it's the only game that you can only play it on the Xbox if you don't have a PC. Like that's a huge exclusive it, to have. Exactly, it, especially the way Fortnite is starting to been starting to overshadow it somewhat. Uh, yeah, there. Yeah, this is the biggest chance, the biggest stage they'll be able to get on to, uh, you know, put some more energy and, and you know remind everyone like, oh yeah, PUBG's out here still, guys, and it's still really cool. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame too. I. I vastly uh, prefer PUBG over Fortnite. Oh, you're in the right camp. I mean, they're camp. both shit, but, yeah. <laughs> you're in the right camp <laughs> with me. I, uh, I've i gone on talking about how uh, Fortnite just doesn't have good gunplay to me. I just don't think it's very good. At all. Uh, yeah. Not that PUBG has great gunplay either. No. It just, I, there's, uh, yeah. Yeah, we can go, that's a whole other conversation for another day, <laughs> but I'm definitely with you. I'm in the PUBG over Fortnite camp. Uh, it's funny that, like, obviously PUBG's losing players on PC, but it still has over one and a half million players like it's not like in trouble by any means um yeah and there's the whole conversation that like how much of fortnite success is tied to it just being free like word of mouth marketing and it being free is very easy very easy purchase in terms of not having to pay 30 dollars um people are like oh it came out of nowhere no it's built in a game that was being developed for over seven years from a studio that owns the engine they're working on like it shouldn't be a surprise (laughs) you know Anyways, yeah, I want to get into other stuff because that's a whole other conversation. Um, just know, it's kind of weird how the original game didn't even take off, which I think is a shame. Yeah, uh, it's like this weird mode that was like almost seemed like it was an afterthought at first. Like they're obviously going for PUBG, and then now it's the biggest mode. It's weird. Well, it's, that, it's funny. It killed Fortnite. Dev cycle is uh, crazy. Battle, Fortnite Battle Royale killed Fortnite uh, Normal, and it killed Paragon. Yeah, it killed both of those games. Yeah, because uh, they just wanted to focus on that. Anyways. Uh, let's talk about Minecraft, another game that is definitely going to show up on Microsoft Stage. We already know about crossplay with Nintendo. Um, this would be a really cool position for like Miyamoto was on uh, Ubisoft Stage last year. I would love if like mm-hmm. Miyamoto came out and like announced like some special thing for Minecraft on Nintendo Switch. I would just love to see Miyamoto on Microsoft Stage. I think that'd be really cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if that would happen. It's tough to wonder about what Minecraft's going to show. We already know the HD res pack. We already know a bunch of stuff. They could possibly do, like, mod support. Um, one thing I want to touch on is a lot of these podcasts I listen to, I often hear them talk about, when are we going to see Minecraft 2? No offense to those people, but I just don't think they understand what Minecraft is. Um, yeah. It's it's a, game, it's a living game that's going to constantly be uh, updated on. They recently added, like, seahorses and mermaids and stuff. Um, I just don't that that game itself has so many purchases underneath it that it wouldn't make sense to make a Minecraft too. Um, yeah, you want to monetize it more. You want to make more skins and stuff you can purchase and all of that. Um, and if they ever want more tools, they can easily just patch it into the current game. Like, there's no reason for a sequel. Exactly. Exactly. I don't think we will ever see a Minecraft sequel. I think the next game from uh, Mo Yang would be something else if if they ever make a new yeah. game. Um. Is there anything interesting we could see from Minecraft, do you guys think? I think the most interesting, like I said, is the Miyamoto thing, possibly, tying to Switch. But it's tough uh, to wonder what is going to be Minecraft Battle Royale. But they kind of have that. The, they kind of have like that weird game mode. Do they? I haven't it's, kept up with Minecraft. It's not very good. It's not like polished or anything. It's like this weird, like, some user made it. Let's put it into the actual game kind of thing. Oh, wait. I think I have played that, actually. Yeah. It's, it's not really Battle Royale. It's like you spawn in, like... The one, the actual, you get the chests or whatever. Yeah, the actual battle royale is a mod for PC, but the one that they released officially for Minecraft is not so much that you don't start on the stones and yeah. like, very weird. Um, yeah, interesting. So we'll see Minecraft. What it happens to be, who knows? 
Uh, maybe they'll maybe they'll show the Minecraft movie that's been in development. Maybe that'll be the thing. Um, that was being directed by one of the actors from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is weird. Um, yeah, oh, really? Yeah, which one? Uh, uh, Mac. I, I was stressing for his name. I haven't watched Sunny in a while. Yeah, not yeah. Glenn Howerton, but the no. other guy. I can't remember yeah. his name. Um, sure. Anyways, let's move on to... so. Phil Spencer talked about on Twitter that somebody was asking, you know, I love Xbox, but are you guys going to have JRPGs uh, at your conferences here? And Phil Spencer replied and he said, as of the moment, we have JRPGs in our conference. What that is, he didn't specify. I have a couple of things I want to talk about of what that could possibly be, as well as other Japanese mm-hmm. games possibly making it over in terms of ports. Um, Code Vein is coming from Bandai Namco. It's the anime Souls-inspired game. Uh, that's something we could possibly yeah. see. Uh, people have liked to mention a uh, near Automata port. That game was very successful on Sony's uh, console last year. Uh, Yakuza is very interesting as well. That can make the jump. Um, there's a lot of other things. What do you guys think is the most likely scenario for like JRPG, JRPGs or Japanese games on Xbox's stage? Maybe from software because they're working on a game, right? And technically, that's Japanese. Um, yeah. I guess I guess we probably need to have the discussion about what a JRPG is, right? Is it a style? Or is it a location? Um, yeah, that's why. That's anyway. why I included JRPGs and Japanese games. You know, because it's like oh, I, yeah, just I both. So it's like, yeah, it's tough. What exactly? Because there are Japanese games that are RPGs, but people don't consider them "quote unquote" JRPGs. Right. It's very weird. Yeah, I don't know. I think we could see something on. Maybe it's even just like backwards compatibility. Some old game, some old JRPGs are coming to Xbox Game Pass or something. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Blue Dragon. It could be or anything. Something. Or- we know it's mm-hmm. not a Tales game because I don't think they'd make that much of a hullabaloo about a new Tales entry on Xbox. Um, I would love to see From Software. We'll get into that later, I think. That's in the rapid fire. But, man, if, if From Software is on Xbox's stage, I would love that so much. Um, Dude, what if it's just like Persona 5 on Xbox? Like, well, Why not? It's if Atlas, like, right? Ex- Atlas is third party? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love so, Persona but they just 5, like... but I think that's the least likely. I would love it. I would love to be able to play Persona 5. Oh, super unlikely. And I, I, I would bet, yeah, whatever deal they have with Sony would prevent it. But I, you never know. I mean, maybe some of that stuff, like we just assume there's like a tight exclusivity deal, but like it, maybe it wouldn't take that much. And I don't know. Yeah. That would just be interesting. That would be like a the, the curveball, right? I don't know. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Sea of Thieves. Obviously, I mentioned earlier that it was content light at launch. I enjoyed the game. I think the systems in the game are really cool. I just think they need more yeah, stuff in that world to do. Um, I think the yeah. game runs well. I think it's beautiful. It's just there's not a lot of meat on the bone, but the bone is really, really good. Um, yeah. So they recently released the uh, – I forgot the actual name of the update, but it features the Megalodon, Hungering Deep. They have recently released Hungering Deep, Deep, which added the Megalodon and a few other things, um, which is really cool. And you, uh, obviously, AI in the game. Uh, we know that they have done a really good roadmap. Rare has done a really good job that when this game released and they felt – that the feedback was warranted and the criticism was warranted. They're like, okay, you guys are worried. We're going to give you a roadmap for our content. And they roadmapped that there's going to be, I think, six to eight DLCs this year, content updates, and they've named like four of them. Um, What I assume is we're going to see the next one, which is Cursed Sales. Uh, And from what I've read, it seems like they may introduce ghost like pirate boats. So you can run into NPC boats that are ghosts and stuff because obviously when you That's die awesome. you go into the ghost world um yeah Kurt, that would be really cool man to be able to run to like a ghost ship at night in like a storm that'd be really interesting you know what would be a what could be a really cool piece of equipment 
that you get is like some sort of medallion or something where you can switch between the ghost world Ooh. and the uh, the living world, and maybe there's like loot and stuff that's that's really unique to the ghost world. Yeah, because they have like they tease like like you said, you're on the ship. There's like clearly like some something you could do there. I don't know. Man, that's an idea. It'd be cool. Like even like the the ad, like the megalodon is actually like more of just like a skeleton shark in, in the ghost yeah. world. That'd be dope. Um, mm-hmm. It'd be really interesting. I, and maybe it's like hardcore mode or something. I don't know. Like you flip over and everything's way harder. I don't know. Yeah. The thing. The thing is. Uh. So I kind of like to put Sea of Thieves in the Destiny Two bubble, but with Destiny Two, I'm very pessimistic in terms of how that game's gonna get turned around. Um. Yeah. With Sea of Thieves, I'm very optimistic because I believe in Rare, and immediately they understood that they people had issues with their game and they were working to fix it. Sea of Thieves wasn't w- worth $60 at launch. I played it through Game Pass, and I still play it through Game Pass yeah, ever so often, so like it's definitely worth it. I think in like a year, I think this game will be a completely different game than when it was at launch. Um, and I think when it's more developed, I think Microsoft will push it even further at e3 and be like this is sea of thieves now um yeah with sea of thieves i don't know if i'm gonna play it a whole lot within the next year obviously i'll i'll dabble in it but a year from now i can't wait to see what that game yeah. becomes i'm really excited so i totally agree yeah uh this is the let's get to this one crackdown three um I've been talking on the podcast for a while, uh, Alex, that I think that the the reason this game has gone absent, obviously because it didn't show out E3, but I do think it was the Terry Crews delay. Um, when they showcased him last year, he's a side character, right? He wasn't in the main. Yeah. He wasn't the main character, but people got attached to Terry Crews because that's just who he is. He can sell a video game. He can sell that character. Um, one of the biggest issues with Crackdown: world's great, world's huge. You can destroy stuff. They do read as kind of bland to the general consumer. There's not a lot of personality there mm-hmm. in terms of individual characters. And I think that they saw that people attached to Terry Crews. And I really believe that part of this delay, not the whole part, but part of this delay was to inject more of him into the game. Um, and I do, do think in the single player mode, I think he's going to be a heavier part than what he was before. And I think they realized yeah. that how much people got attached to him. Um, that's just my theory. I don't know. Yeah, Crackdown 1 is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, So I'm very much waiting for Crackdown 3 to release. I want them to take their time. I want it to be fun. This game was unveiled in 2014, I think. Yeah. Uh, So we're going on four years ago. It's time to release it. There's rumors of a new delay. Um, I don't know. I I don't know what I think because I, I want it to take the most time. I want it to be great. But I don't know. I feel like they could just come out and be like, it's coming out September, you know, whatever. Here's Terry Crews. Here's this. Regardless, I'm excited. I, I feel like the, the trailer at last year's E3 wasn't that great, but I heard from journalists who gotten their hands on the game that it was actually really fun and felt a lot like Crackdown 1. So I'm hoping they can, like, polish up the things that weren't that great. Maybe make it, I don't know. You can you can do all sorts of stuff to make it maybe pop a little more. Yeah. And maybe that's what uh, has taken so long. Um but yeah, I I think it's obviously going to be there. Maybe Terry Crews comes out on stage. I don't know. Like meet the new protagonist. We we introduced him last year. Here's the new protagonist or the you know that kind of thing. I don't know. Like that's yeah. the thing is he's a side your character. I wonder if he became became the main character right through this delay and stuff. It's weird because Crackdown has always been you got to choose your character and they evolved into different 
um, looks based on who you chose at the beginning, what powers you got, stuff like that. So Crackdown being a single protagonist would be interesting. Maybe he's like the boss man now. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Dom, what were you going to say? Sorry. Nah, Alex, I, I share your hesitation kind of with this. It just seems like it's something just seems a little off. Um, yeah. There was like a weird rumor that got debunked about like, well, Walmart was canceling pre-orders or something along those lines. Amazon. Um, it was Amazon. Yeah. Amazon, yeah. But I think uh, one of the Microsoft guys said, no, that was just a um, – basically cleared it up and reassured people that it wasn't canceled like some people thought based on that. Um, but nonetheless, I just – it just – there's a bad feeling I have about this. Like, I don't know. I – I wouldn't be entirely surprised if there was another delay into 2019. Um, it just, it, I don't know. It, it, I could see this not being shown at all at E3. I could just, I could just see that happening. It's, I just yeah. have a bad feeling. No, like evidence or anything. But <laughs> if it's shown at E3, it's gonna come out. If it's not shown, it will hear about a delay in the coming months. Right. I don't think it'll yeah. be shown and it'll be delayed. I think Microsoft is not gonna do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting. They don't want they don't want with all the eyes on them. They don't want that delay. Honestly, out there like it makes them look inconsistent. I could even see them like w- during one of their inside Xbox shows that they do every month. Like I could even honestly see them announcing the release date then. You know, like later in the year at some point, being like, yeah. "Here's Crackdown Three. We're going to tell you more about it." At this point, I wonder if Microsoft feels that showing it at E3 doesn't buy them any added favor, and maybe it serves them more to just put it at one of those shows at the inside Xbox. Cause like, unless it's really gonna wow, how much, how much will this impress people at E3? You know, like not that Crackdown Three won't be good. Yeah, but, but if they don't show it, then the rumor mill spins back up, saying the game's in trouble. It might be canceled. Like it, I feel like they have to show it. Uh, well, what if they say know. like, what if they uh, during like something during E3, they're like, we have more to reveal about Crackdown Three later this year kind of getting ahead of the message like oh it's not going to be at our conference but like you'll hear more about it this year it's it's in a tough situation um i i hope that they if they do show it maybe they do the multiplayer beta still um i think they do that i think they say that's coming this september they don't say anything about the full release just about the beta uh and then maybe they release later on like in around that time Okay, it's coming out February. I don't know. I would love if this was a Game Pass exclusive. Honestly, I think that'd be a ballsy move of like, pay $10, play this game. Uh, we're not asking you to spend $60. Just it's available. It's a, a Game Pass exclusive. I don't know how well that would go over, <laughs> but it'd be a very interesting uh, move. You know, who knows? Hmm. I want to see more of Terry Crews. I want to see more of Crackdown 3. Hopefully we see that. Um ID at Xbox is huge for Xbox. Uh, this is one of the things that I've kind of harped on PlayStation the last couple years is that they love indies, but they show them in the pre-show. <laughs> they don't show indies during yeah. their main show anymore, which sucks because PlayStation has a lot of really good indies. It's not like they don't have any, uh, which is really unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, I don't. It's it's tough. Uh, I think the only kind of indie-ish game we've seen from them was uh, uh, Concrete Genie, which was at uh, Paris Games Week. Um, yeah. And that game looks interesting. That game will probably get relegated to the pre-show for them. Um, but for Xbox, we have a lot of games that... Uh, we have some that are not on this list that we'll talk about later that are indie games, but they're not specifically like ID at Xbox. So first off, we have Ooblets, which is the very cute, uh, artistic, Pokemon-style game. Um, I don't know if you guys remember it from last year's show. Um, yeah, I've been following this game pretty closely. Yeah, I'm very excited. I hope we get a release date for it. Uh, Graveyard Keeper is an indie game that's uh, essentially, uh, I was going to say Starfield, different publisher. What's the name of the Stardew Valley? 
God, the name escaped me. It's essentially Stardew Valley, but you're a gravekeeper. Really interesting. I would love to see that mm-hmm. featured on ID at Xbox's stage. It's coming to ID at Xbox, but I wonder if they'll show a release date. Uh, Unruly Heroes, if you guys aren't familiar with that, it's a lot of ex-Rayman devs, and it has the art style of Rayman Legends. Um, obviously, it's different characters for uh, trademark purposes, but it looks like it's in that art same art style as Rayman Legends. Uh, we have Spelunky 2, which if you're not familiar, Alex, Spelunky is one of my favorite games of all time. absolutely love Spelunky. I just bought Spelunky 1 on my Vita like a week ago. Oh, God. I love that game so much. Uh, I can go on and on and on. <laughs> the The sequel being about the daughter and the dad potentially passed away. We're not sure he's missing. Uh, it yeah. seems like they're alluding to instead of it taking place in mines, it's taking place in the air or something. Very interesting. Yeah, that'd be super uh, cool. Derek Yu, who's a developer of Splunky, is a very smart individual. So I'm excited to see what he brings to the table for Splunky too, because he definitely seems like the type of guy that uh, maybe like Neil Druckmann and them uh, with Last of Us is he's not going to do a sequel un- unless he sees a point to, you know? He doesn't care about getting more money or whatever. Th- or whatever. He felt that that was contained. And he talked about he- there would probably never be a Splunky 2. So there has to be something interesting there that why he decided to go along with What if school. instead of the final level being hell, it's heaven? And Yeah, because of the sky and stuff dead. like that. Yeah, it's very interesting. Kind of mm-hmm. twists on its head. I'm, I'm excited. I just want to see more of it. Uh, it was at the PlayStation pre-show last year. Uh, and, you know, Splunky was on Xbox, obviously. So I wonder if they'd pull that over and showcase it on their stage because I doubt that would be on PlayStation's main stage, probably on the pre-show, like usual, but um, mm-hmm. next up, one of my favorite games that I haven't finished because I want to see the ports, Hollow Knight. I played about five or six hours of Hollow Knight. Absolutely love it. It's one of my... I've only played five or six hours and it's definitely in competition for some of my favorite games of all time. I love the art style, the quality of gameplay, everything about it. I stopped playing it, Alex, the moment I heard... It's coming to Switch and other platforms. Switch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, if we don't see it on Xbox this stage, that's fine. I just want a release date for this game. Um, I think it's really unfortunate that it's been, I hate to say stuck. There's plenty of players on PC. But I do think when this game launches on Switch and if it eventually launches on Xbox, people will fall in love with this game. And it will get the recognition it deserves. It was one of the best games of last year that didn't get talked about just because it was relegated to PC. Um yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really excited for this game. Will it get an Xbox port? Maybe. It's just one of those indies that I would love to see on IDX Xbox. Um, and, you know, rounding it out here, we have The Messenger, uh, which is the 8-bit slash 16-bit Samurai Ninja game from Sabotage. We have Katana Zero, yep. which is another Samurai game from ASCII Soft, which looks really good. Um, has to deal with time manipulation. And then we also have Tunic, which is the tunic which is the uh the fox uh isometric game uh i would love to see that yeah it's it's been showcased for playstation but it's not a playstation exclusive obviously so i would love to see it on on xbox's stage um sorry i rambled are any of these games like jumping out at you like that's the one i want to get a release date on xbox hollow knight tunic (laughs) (laughs) hollow knight tunic uh can you guys explain why each of you well hollow knight i mean I didn't play any of it. I only saw a few clips, um, but it's get, it gets compared a lot to uh, to Dark Souls, right? Um, yeah. At least in that it's challenging. I have to look into it more. I don't because I'm gonna start speaking ignorantly. But you know, it's more challenging. Um, obviously, it's with a 2D, um, but you know, kind of like a dark, uh, I guess, I guess vibe to it. Um, maybe a, sort of a grim thing going on. But what I do remember, I think, is really cool because like it's all like bugs, right, Jared? Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. That's like. 
that's what I think is like cool in the way of looking at it. I'm like, oh, this is just this is cool. But but I'm with you. Like, yeah, I could have grabbed this on PC. I think I've even seen it on sale once. Um, but yeah, I'm just holding out for that Switch version, really. And then even cooler uh, if it uh, also yeah got a Xbox date too. So the fast travel, yeah. like these beetle carriages, like all the the design aesthetic in the world in that game is so darn cool. Um, but Alex, what about <laughs> Tunic? Really interests you and want to want to see it on Xbox. Yeah, I'm, I'm just a sucker for a really great isometric-looking game. Uh, and so Tunic was right up my alley immediately, as soon as I saw it. Um, just the way that the, the lighting they use, like, I, it's very much from a, a visual design perspective, like, just incredible-looking. Um, and then you top that on top of, like, uh, put that on top of the really, from what I've heard, meaty combat, and it's pretty challenging from what I hear. So that's, like, right up my alley. Um, it's essentially, like, from what I hear, it's kind of like Zelda- and of course, you can't you can't have a uh, action game without throwing in some Dark Souls in there these days. Right. So from what I hear, it's Zelda cross Dark Souls, Dark Souls light. So I guess that just means it's a harder action game um, with with a dodge roll. So that's really what I'm looking forward to um, quite a bit. I'm that's probably top five for me. Yeah, as as far as what I'm looking forward to. I love that. That's the thing with indie games is like if you have a prominent art style that's unique and it's just well crafted it stands out so well um yeah so a couple of we're going to pick up the pace a little bit because i want to get to the other things we want to talk about and i don't want to go too long um so we have ashen which is like the weird (laughs) i'm going to say dark souls again i'm pumped for that (laughs) no that very much is supposed to be dark Souls. yes uh the artful escape which if you guys remember is like the the musically driven like 2d platform with the guy like playing the guitar and like psychedelics and like going crazy and then the last night, which is like the eight bit yeah. Blade Runner type game, man, um, that one looked cool. Yeah, I'm I, I'm interested in all of these games. I think in terms of like ranking them, I think last night's number one for me. Ashen number two, Artful Escapes number three. Um, yeah, I so Ashen was That's actually Ashen was actually meant to come out in spring of 2018, but it got it got pushed. Yeah. Um, do you guys think we get release dates for these games? All three of these games? Probably Ashen. Uh, not last night. Yeah, I, that game yep. didn't seem. Yeah, that that seemed like they had it was a, like a slice and a trailer, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we've got an art concept, <laughs> we've got an art direction. Uh, here you go. That game, I bet we don't see till twenty twenty. Um, it just seems so complicated. It it just seems like anytime they would have to work or implement new things, it just I don't know. It seemed like it had a lot going on, and I don't think we see that in twenty nineteen either. Yeah. Um, but Ashen, I think we see. I I could even see like a winter like very early winter release like maybe even the 2019 like January 2019, um, but I think we get that I think we get a release date for that. Nice. So. Artful Escape is interesting too because that one ended. Remember when it's, uh, it said uh, it's coming when it's damn ready, so maybe that one goes into hiatus yeah. too. Um, that one out of the three is the loosest concept in terms of what that game specifically is. It seems like it's mm-hmm. 2D. It seems like it's a platformer partially, but like there's hints of like a rhythm game in there. Um, yeah. So I, I'm I'm interested to see what exactly that game is. Um, next up, what is more likely? Do you guys think that we see on Xbox's stage or both? If you really believe that's the case, do we see Life is Strange two, or do we see Walking Dead the final season? I feel like people don't care about Walking Dead at this point, do they? The final yes. Easy, so easy. so let me let me let me. <laughs> People people weren't caring. You're definitely right about that, Alex. They were going on and on, Walking Dead, Walking Dead. 
But once they announced that this was going to be Clementine's final thing, like the final wrap up of the story, it got everyone mm-hmm. like super reinvigorated. Uh, it seems like uh, oh, okay. It seems like uh, help me out. The other game that they confirmed that they're doing a sequel to Wolf Among Us got delayed. So it seems like they're like completely focusing on this on Walking Dead, the final season. Uh, we had the recent announcement that they're actually moving to the. Uh, uh, Help me out. The Ubisoft game engine. Uh, name's escaping me. Uh, UBR? No, it's not UBR. Uh, uh, Jesus. It's a... <laughs> Unity? Unity. There you go. They're moving to Unity in terms of developing <laughs> Like the big games. one? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's that in uh, the Unreal Engine. Um, they're moving to Unity. People don't know if they're moving to Unity after this game or if they're moving... If they have moved to it. Um, but... Simple enough to answer your question, Alex. Yes, people weren't caring about it, but the moment we heard this is the final season wrapping up Clementine's story, everybody's like back in. Yeah. So yeah, you're partially right hmm. to think that. <laughs> yeah, I never played those games. Yeah, so. oh. um, interest was waning, especially when they had Javier be the main protagonist. People are like, "Ugh, I don't like this." That was the last season, and then I think okay. Telltale saw that that didn't work either. People want to play as Clementine. It's the whole reason people loved season one. And they're like, well, it's a final season. And I think this is partially due because Telltale became overworked. We saw that with the layoffs. They, they were mismanaged. Um, I think this is them being like, we know you guys will always want Walking Dead from us. We're going to give you a final season you guys want. Um, that being yeah. said, which do you, do you guys think is more likely? Do we see Walking Dead the final season or do we see Life is Strange 2? Mm, I say Walking Dead. Um, Walking Dead? Yeah. Because I don't, I don't know what they've done. Because I, I, I made the prediction for that Sony would have The Walking Dead on their stage, right? Um, and that wasn't, you know, that wasn't based on like, oh, they have some kind of partnership or something. I just think Telltale wants to put this on someone's stage um, to get it shown, Sony or Microsoft. So yeah, um, because yeah, this is the final season. There was some fatigue on the series, um, and this would be a good way to yeah, continue to reinvigorate people. Uh, Has season two been free on Xbox Gold yet? Yes. Probably. Yeah. Yes. Season one and season two have oh, both has. been okay. free. Yeah. Okay. There's All so right. many Telltale games and they're often free, so I'm trying to go in my mind of like which ones have been free. Wolf Among Us season. Yeah, one, I know yes. season one was. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, it's season one is very good, Alex. If you said you never played them, season one is really good. Uh, season two, I think, is okay. It's it's good. Season three, you it's can better. skip. And uh, season four, I'm excited for like. I think you could easily play one season two and then this new one, and you could skip season three. Yeah. I don't think it adds a whole lot okay. necessarily, in my opinion, anyways. Um, it's the weakest. Like, yeah. I think most would agree. Yeah. Uh, let's see okay. here. We're running a little long, uh, and I know some of us have to get going, so I don't want to go too long. Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. We know this game is going to be beautiful. Yes. I loved Ori and the Blind Forest. Do we get another piano this year? I hope so. <laughs> oh, man. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this game is so beautiful. I think it's one of the, uh, we talk about underrated games. I think what it does for Metroidvanias and platformers is great. The game's gorgeous. Yeah. looks like a Pixar movie, if not better. Um, and I think this is one of the coolest and strongest Xbox franchises that no one ever talks about. Um, though it's more of a, a an indie-ish game, I think Ori and the Blind Forest holds up to other exclusives in terms of its just sheer quality. Uh, and I just don't think it gets. Oh, I, I totally enough. agree. Yeah, um, man, that trailer showcasing how the first the first game was about uh, Ori's loss, and this game seems like it's going to be about the the owl friend's loss. Uh, really hits home. Yeah. Um, it's going to be emotional. It's going to have great music. I'm I 
I guess the only question I have for you guys is: Does it release this year? If we if Crackdown doesn't, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's something, one or the other. Something's yeah. gotta, other. gotta. Yeah, Microsoft needs something. Um, and I agree with you, Jared, that this this uh, although it's more of a indie type of game, yeah, it holds a lot of weight. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that I would bet it's you know more anticipated than Crackdown for a lot of people. Um, like this is, I think this would be a big deal for Microsoft to get out this year, but hopefully it does. Yeah. So Anthem was a big gift for Microsoft last year, ended their show. Uh, it was funny because EA unveiled Anthem, and then they're like, here's a little tease. You'll see the actual game at Microsoft Stage, which is a huge get. You know, everyone is excited for Anthem. It's a new Bioware IP. Um, it will be first on EA Stage. We already know that, thanks to them talking about EA Play and such. Uh, I want to know from you guys, yeah. what do you think Microsoft gets on their stage? Uh, I have the idea of, like, what if we see the tease at a raid boss uh, or just the raid in general? Uh, a raid because um, we're going to see gameplay EA uh, I hope they don't do the thing that they did with Battlefield a couple of years ago if you guys remember where we saw the Battlefield 4 trailer at EA and we saw literally the same exact trailer on Microsoft stage yeah I remember that it was terrible I hope that's not the case um, I guess you weren't on our EA podcast so you didn't get to talk about Anthem uh, are you guys excited for it and what would Microsoft have to show on their stage to get you like pumped they we have to literally show the words "Destiny Killer." Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, um, I don't know. I think it, they just. I just want to see it. I'm just curious. I'm excited. Um, I don't. This is gonna be one for me, where they're gonna probably pitch it as like you know you can play this single player and it's just as good. Um, but then if you were after it comes out and you can ask everyone on the forums and they're like, yeah, you can play it by yourself, but it's way better with people, kind of like Destiny. Um, so for me, I anticipate that to be the case, and so it's just not going to be my my type of jam. But uh, I think we got to see, yeah, some boss action, and you know, some more some enemies or something, um, something more about what the gameplay maybe, is going to be. Yeah, maybe we even see like a, a hint at what multiplayer will look like outside of the co-op sphere. Yeah, yeah how that functions. You know? yeah. the, the two things that have me yeah. excited for this over, I, I like Destiny. Obviously, it has its issues, but uh, what Bioware can bring to this kind of genre is very exciting to me because I love Bioware. Um, and on top oh, right. of that, we got to see some story, right? Yeah, and on top of that, I really like the fact that the classes are tied to your suit and not to a character. I love that you'll be able to have yeah. multiple suits that you can go in depending on what your vibe is for that day. Um, I want to see the extent of customization. So, say for instance, Alex, me and you both have like the tank suit. I want to be able to differentiate. Oh, that's Alex's version of a tank suit. This is my version of a tank Give suit. Give me some some armored core customization options. Yeah, for my suits. Um, I I want to mount the rockets. I want to do that. Yeah, I want to drag and drop. If colors, all of it. If Battlefield Five is any indication, I think that they pull back on microtransactions, and I think they, I think they do the same thing they did with Battlefield Five, where they're like, "Whoa, we'll have some stuff, but it's not loot boxes. It's not none of that stuff." Uh, especially with like the yeah. the blowback on Destiny Two, um, yeah. I think the biggest thing that they need to sell and eventually prove is that they will have post release content consistent and high quality, and that there's enough content in the base game to to satiate the community. Um, that's the biggest thing with these type of games is developers strongly strongly underestimate how fast people can get through their game. Um, I think the thing for Anthem is they need to make sure they don't do what Destiny did and pitch it as this 10-year experience where your character carries over and make all of these promises that logistically they just can't keep up with. Um, but I yeah. am excited for Anthem. Uh, I love Bioware. I love sci-fi. There's rumors that what if Anthem was like the project name and it's actually 
Mass Effect something. That's not true. It is Anthem. They've done all this stuff for marketing and stuff like that. It's yeah. Not, they're not going to change That's the name. That's a weird thing to yeah. latch onto. Um, okay. So these a couple <laughs> of these next ones we can go quickly on. The Division 2. Uh, what I want to ask from you guys is, will, would Microsoft want The Division 2 and Anthem on the same stage? Maybe not Microsoft. Would Ubisoft and EA want The Division 2 on, uh, and Anthem on the same stage? Uh, and if so, would we see both of them? Nah, that's weird. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't happen, I don't think. Not on the same stage, I mean. Yeah. Well, The Division 2 probably won't be on Sony stage, so maybe it's one of those things where Ubi just wants to unveil it themselves, right? Um, yeah. It's also a two-hour show, so maybe one of them's at the beginning, one of them's at the end. Space it out, yeah. Um, yeah, like that would feel less weird than back-to-back or even within the same 20 minutes of each other. Like, if it was starts off with The Division 2... Close the anthem again. Like I could see that. Um, the crazy thing is, anthem releases I, March 2019, and division is slated for that same time. So not only are they the same game genre, they both are releasing like probably within a month of each other, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. If you were going to say uh, anything else? I was just gonna say, I, I really hope with the division two that we see more dark zone stuff, have that flesh out more, as well as like I thought the environment was really cool. It was just a little, um, a little samey, you know, yeah. uh, on some of the stuff. So I'd like to see more diverse uh, activities and then the Dark Zone have that fleshed out. I think scale would be cool, showing that it's a bigger map. And vehicles. I think yeah. drivable vehicles would be cool to traverse the world. Um, interesting. Mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of stuff with The Division 2 that can definitely hook me. The Division is a franchise that's close to us because... Uh, the division launched the week that we started the podcast, so it's pretty cool. Oh, awesome! Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Battlefield Five. Like I said earlier, I'm worried that we're going to see the the trailer at EA, and then we're going to see the same trailer at Microsoft. Uh, we know that Xbox has the marketing rights, which is we assumed. Um, do you think we see like the battle royale, or worst case, do we see the same trailer from EA? Hmm. I, I think we get a different trailer, maybe. Yeah. Or, or they did one of those like uh, behind the scenes docs one year, um, with Star Wars, oh, I believe. Oh God, yeah. So maybe we see one of the. Here's how Battlefield Five or, is made. You know, like what if Battlefield has been a franchise for years and people love it, and like that's the okay. <laughs> I wonder if maybe EA does the multiplayer and then the vignettes kind of trailer for the single player story stuff is Microsoft. That'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the co-op mode too, because the co-op mode is returning. Uh, I just hope it's not the, the same trailer. That's my big worries, because we've already seen that with Battlefield. Um, well, another... you know, you're gonna get um, the uh, ugh, what's it called? A custom console, right? Mm-hmm. I would, I would bet. Uh... Sometimes it's not brown. That that Battlefield Four one was ugly, in my opinion, anyways. Yeah. Um. So Cyberpunk 2077 is the. Uh, the, the next game we're going to be talking about. It's the next third-party game that could potentially, mm-hmm. like, appear on Xbox's stage. Uh, we have rumors. Yeah. We know that CD Projekt Red is going to be at E3. Uh, Microsoft has a really close partnership with CD Projekt Red. They showed off Gwent. They showed off Witcher 3. If Cyberpunk 2077 is at E3, I would bet a million dollars that it's on Xbox's stage. Um, do we see Cyberpunk 2077 on Xbox's stage? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, I'm, it has to go somewhere. So, yeah, I'm thinking probably not any anything like gameplay. Um, probably like a cool cinematic kind of trailer or something like that. Um, I don't. I just don't. I don't know if they're showing gameplay yet. I just got a vibe. Yeah, I, I would. This I would is like, another year or two away. 
I think it's a year away. I think it's twenty falling out twenty nineteen. And I think they're going to do the cinematic trailer that worked out so well for Witcher 3. And I think next year is when we get the, here's the gameplay, right? Um, yeah. I wouldn't even that. be surprised if next year leading up to E3, we hear that, like, CD Projekt Red has, like, their own booth or has their, like, their own side thing during E3 to showcase more. Um, but yeah, I think Cyberpunk, if it is, does show up at E3, I couldn't see it being on another stage other than Microsoft. Just that partnership between them has gone on for so long that it seems like it's only it's the only right thing to do. Um, yeah, we have a couple of other things I want to talk about real quick. Uh, so we, it's the 10th anniversary of Summer of Arcade. Does it return in 2018? Uh, you know, that'd be a cool 10 year thing to bring back Summer of Arcade. Uh, and if it were to return, they have some titles. We talked about Ashen, uh, Below. Uh, that game's disappeared from Cappy. Uh, seems that that game's close mm-hmm. to release. So the first question, do you think they'd celebrate 10 years of Summer of Arcade? And if so... Could below potentially be the headliner for that? I think I no think across the summer board. of arcade is dead. Yeah. Okay. And it will never come back. But I do think below my, one of my predictions on the OKB's podcast was below is out that day. Um, they announce it, they show off and it's like, and it's out today uh, because we've been waiting so long for it. I feel like that'd be a great, just like drop, you know, I think people would go crazy. Yeah. I mean, that game looks Cappy so cool. Fans. It looks so unique. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what got people interested in it is because it doesn't look like anything else. And people were sad when it disappeared. Um, it actually disappeared. Yeah, exactly. It was showcased and then hasn't come out around the same time that Cuphead has. Kind of the same timeline, though Cuphead finally came out. Love that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, leading to that, do you think Microsoft could announce that they acquired Studio MDHR? Uh, I think they're a very talented studio. They mortgaged their homes for Cuphead. Um this is an acquisition we know we hear in drones. Xbox doesn't have games. Xbox doesn't have studios. I think Studio MDHR would be a really cool acquisition. Do you think that's possible? Yeah, but I don't know yeah. that that's something they would talk about at the conference. That, you know, I don't know. Cuphead has so maybe much good more like maybe, you don't think maybe Cuphead DLC. Yeah. Maybe attached to that, though. Because there was like some unused assets in the uh, Steam folders, I think. Or in the, Microsoft, in the PC version. Yeah. There's a lot of unused assets, so maybe those come out um, as DLC. I don't know. I could see. I don't think it'd be a sole announcement of them acquiring them, but I could see DLC also were officially an Xbox Studio or something. You know. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. that I yeah. can see. That makes sense. Yeah, they wouldn't come out and say we've been bought by Microsoft. <laughs> Yay for big corporations. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so certain affinity is a studio that's been known to work on uh, Halo Wars. A lot of different games they've helped with uh, the Halo Master Chief Collection. Um, yeah, their last project was in 2016. We haven't heard from them since. Uh, what I want to know from you guys is: Do we see them, and what's most likely? Is it a remaster? Is it a new IP? Is it a Microsoft IP uh, that's you know being brought up from the dead? They have 200 plus employees, uh, and they also opened a second studio, so they have the manpower. I'm just wondering if maybe we see another Halo spinoff game or maybe a different IP spinoff or maybe Microsoft trusts a certain affinity now that they were like, here's this IP we don't use, mess around with it. I I just want to know for you guys, what what do you think, if we saw certain affinity, what could we potentially see? I could see a new IP. That wouldn't wouldn't shock me. Um, Something different, something new. Yeah. I don't think, uh, I don't think Halo Wars has the the cachet that Microsoft wants it to have. (laughs) So I feel like maybe it's better off brand new IP. It'd be dope to get something like similar to like the old Red Alert games or something like that. Not that it would be those games, but like something in that vein. I don't know. 
Yeah, I. They're a talented. Something not Halo. They're a talented studio, and I would love to have Microsoft. It's second party. They're not owned uh, by Microsoft, but I would love for them to be like, "Hey, work with this, right?" Uh, and 2016 is two years ago, so they could, at the very least, have a cinematic trailer, right, or some kind of tease. It'd be really cool to see. Yeah. Um, like I said before, with E3. This is the time when you look at the studios that haven't released something in a while and start speculating because those are the ones most likely to give you the surprises. Um, Armature Studio, the ReCore developers, uh, their last release was in 2016. It was ReCore. Uh, that game had a lot of good to it, but it had a lot of bad to it as well. Uh, wasn't It was a nice idea. It wasn't fully... Uh, there wasn't a lot of resources put behind it, it seemed. It was kind of just pushed out there. Um, do you think Armature Studio has possibly been working on ReCore 2? Maybe, you know, Microsoft put more resources behind it and might impress us? Like, or do you think maybe ReCore is like a lost IP and they're like, Armature, we want to do something with you, but not that. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't think we see anything from them. Yeah. Uh, ReCore was such an interesting idea in terms of like the characters and stuff. It just it was a half-baked platformer at the very best, you know. But that world was interesting yeah. with, like, the robotic animals and uh, them being controlled by these orbs and uh, another female protagonist, which is really cool. It just it didn't hit, and, yeah, they might be uh, might be quiet until they figure out something. <laughs> yeah. it's That sucks, though, because that was, like, the last, like, new IP that people got excited about outside of, like, Sea of Thieves, obviously, for Microsoft. So it sucked that it came out and it was like, eh. Um, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, Creative Assembly seems like they're all in on Total War. Uh, they've been doing that nonstop. Uh, they have 500 plus employees. A lot of people. Do we see a partnership with them? Do they bring over? Uh, what's the one that Microsoft owns? Is it Age of Empires? Is it Age of Empires? Yeah. Yeah. yeah do we see Age of Empires get a port to uh, console? Hmm. That's possible. I hadn't thought about that. Um, I would love like a civilization cool. revolution, but for Age of Empires. I don't know if you guys played Civ Rev, um, but it was ci- yeah. a civilization, but made for like more of a console experience. I would love that for Age of Empires, where it's like that'd be great. I love Age of Empires. Not a straight port, something more for the console audience. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, this one is weird. The Scalebound trademark was renewed. That being said, companies renew trademarks all the time. It could mean diddly nothing. Um, but there are rumors floating around that uh, they announced the, the cancellation of Scalebound and kind of pulled it from Platinum and could potentially have another studio working on Scalebound. At least the assets. Yeah. Maybe not the same game, obviously, but all the assets being used. Do you think there's a chance, whether that's 1%, 10%, 50%, that we see Scalebound? That's an IP that Microsoft owns. I, you know, do, do you think they'll, they'll double dip on it and get another studio to make something? Yeah, that would. Mm. <laughs> That's interesting because you get they they would need to be careful with that because um, if mm-hmm. that if they did do that, obviously you can't cancel it again. Um, <laughs> it had to be a Fallout Three it, thing. Uh, sorry, Fallout Four thing, right? Where it's like announce release date. <laughs> you have to give people that release date if you <laughs> announce it. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. you'd be kind of like eh, you'd be towing a line, playing with fire if uh, if yeah if it took a long time to come out um, or if it was just if it was shitty that'd be bad too um yeah that'd be which hot take it could have been if platinum was still developing right 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 of course (laughs) yeah that was the biggest thing for me when it got canceled people were like i can't believe it got canceled for me it was like 
Xbox IP sucks. Platinum developing uh, developing it, they're kind of hit or miss, man. I, I'm not a huge believer yeah. in Platinum personally. I think they have some good stuff. They have some bad stuff. But people thought it was automatically going to be great. Some of the demos we heard people playing with was that Scalebound was kind of rough. Uh, we even heard the stories down that we talked about on the podcast where Microsoft was like, "Hey, you're not you're not sticking to the timeline." We're putting in way more money into this. Like, we need to get this game out. And it just seems like it was a bad partnership all around. Who's, you yeah. know, explicitly guilty, we'll never know. But Microsoft has said more about Platinum than Platinum has said about Microsoft. So take that as you will. Um, we've heard all of these rumors about Fable 4 slash a new Fable from Playground Games. We've heard that they're developing an open-world action RPG. People assume that it's Fable. They're tying it to that. Um... I guess these are two separate questions for you guys. We know Playground Games is working on a game, right? The open world action RPG. Do we see Playground Games game this year? That's one question. The second question, is it Fable? People assume it is, but we don't have any confirmation. Is it Fable? Yes and yes. Okay. <laughs> Clear as day. I yeah. agree. For me. For me. Yeah, yeah, I agree on both counts. The good thing is that Playground Games is a European developer, and the thing that makes Fable Fable is the British sense of humor. Um, yeah, exactly. I would I would love if a small part of Rare helped with the development of it because that's one thing CFD has in its marketing and stuff is it nails that Rare humor so good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've always loved Fable. I've never fallen out of Fable. I love Fable, Fable 2, Fable 3. I actually, funny story, Alex, I don't know if you know this, I played Fable, uh, Fable Legends before it was canceled. Uh, really? Yeah, I was in like the Xbox Insider beta program for it, and I played it. Oh wow! And hot take, it was quite enjoyable. Uh, I, I had fun with it. Really? Yeah, it was. In my opinion, it was the highest quality in terms of polish that a Fallout game, uh, Fallout Fable games ever had. In terms of like the resolution wow. of the game, the issue yeah. was the the four v one multiplayer aspect and all that stuff. Um, I can't really sell that on being great at all, but in terms of just sheer yeah. polish and quality of what the game was looking like, easily the best looking Fallout game, in my opinion, when I was playing it. Um, <laughs> so it was weird when it got canceled, and it's like, I played a game that's never coming out. Uh, you know on Xbox that you can see all of your previous games? I, every time I scroll yeah. through, Fable Legends, right there. Just, wow. Yeah. it's Because it's, I guess they don't remove that from the back end. Very weird. Um, huh. I would love one day they will. I would love to see new Fable. <laughs> I'm of the mind that it might not even be called Fable Four. I could potentially be seeing it be a reboot and possibly it being Fable subtitle. Um, yeah, I think Playground Games has the talent to make a game like this. People are like they've never never developed an open world action RPG. Uh, they've only done racing games. Those racing games are high quality. Uh, so if anything, it's going to hit, mm-hmm. hit the quality benchmark. And I don't think they're doing this on their own. I think Microsoft is helping them and they probably know people that are helping with a lot of the other systems they're not familiar with um, because if yeah. Microsoft has them working on a Fable game they're going to make sure they have a lot of resources available to them right so yeah yeah. I, I, I really want a new Fable game I hope it is uh, Dom I didn't hear your your take on it is it are we seeing Playground Games game and is it a Fable game why don't I save that for the predictions <laughs> gotcha um Here's the interesting part of the conversation. Normally, this would be like a huge headliner for a conversation. I don't think there's a lot to say here, personally. Uh, But with Halo 6 and Gears of War 5, Gears of War 5 was part of the Walmart leak. Halo 6 has a three-year release cadence. uh, And people assume that it's going to be released again this year, which, you know, it's happened every three years. Why wouldn't it happen again? 
That being said, Halo 5 had a lot of issues with the single-player campaign, a lot of blowback. A lot of blowback with no uh, local uh, couch co-op. Um, multiplayer is still going strong. I just want to know from you guys, like, how likely is it that we see Halo 6? How likely is it that we see Gears of War 5? Um, I, I, it's tough. People think that they should be completely uh, turned over in the way God of War was. I think that's being a little bit hyperbolic. I think Halo 5 sold pretty well. I think they need to fix the story, obviously. I think Gears of War was, uh, interesting from what I saw. I haven't played it yet, but I've heard all of your experiences with it, Dom. Um, and I love Gears yeah. of War. I've played the first three in Judgment. I just want to know from you guys, like, your opinions and thoughts on, like, Halo 6 and Gears of War 5 going into the C3. Do we see them? Do we not? What do you expect from them? That kind of stuff. Halo 6, absolutely. We see it. Gears of War 5, I want to say no, but there's been a lot of rumors that uh, there's something something this year is going to get shown about Gears of War. So I want to say, I'm still going to say no, but it won't shock me if some of those rumors are true. Yeah. I feel like they're saving Halo 6. I was for sure Halo 6 was going to be here. Then I was thinking, we've been having a couple of talks, uh, me and Bless, and there's a lot of uh, business, I guess, smarts about like maybe holding it for the new console as a launch title. That's my thought, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, but I think we de- I think Halo is there in at least the form of a teaser. Yep. Like I think we see it some, some yeah, something. somehow. Yeah a poncho and i don't know about gears poncho 2.0 um <laughs> yeah another question for you guys obviously battle royale is huge if we see a battle royale from one of these franchises which is more likely i'd be more excited about halo battle royale but which one do you think like in a world where one of them exists which one is most likely to exist mm, halo um yeah. yeah definitely halo yeah i don't there's th- so many items that they could bring back from halo Ooh, 3 yeah that could uh be used well in a battle royale game um, vehicles, like they have everything. Yeah. Gears is is too too uh, limited in mobility. Like yeah, we have the cover system, we have roadie running, but Halo is just so fluid. I feel like it. I could easily see like a bunch of Spartans dropping down on you know some some giant map. Well, it feeds so well into the gameplay loop of like getting customized gear of like the armor pieces and stuff, right? Yeah, uh, there's a lot of stuff that works with Halo. It's the same argument I have with Battlefield Battle Royale versus Call of Duty Battle Royale is that Battlefield is set up way more to get into the Battle Royale and, and with their feet running already because they know the map yeah. size, they know the high player count. There's a lot of stuff that goes towards a Battlefield game being a better Battle Royale than a Call of Duty, whether that's the case or not upon release, who knows. But from the get-go, mm-hmm. I think, like you said, I think Halo has a lot more going for it in terms of a Battle Royale. Um, some people think that it'll probably be a game mode if it's announced. I would love if it just standalone. Like, I would love if it's just a standalone purchasable thing. Um, and then maybe when Halo 6 comes out, it's part of the purchase. Like, 60 bucks for Halo 6 also yeah. gets you Halo Battle Royale or whatever. Um, yeah. I. It'd be really cool. Oh, hold on. Let me, let me preface that. It'd be cool if you pre-order Halo 6 and you got access to the Battle Royale. That'd be pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But... I've also thought about like Crackdown Three having access to Halo Six beta because that always seems to be the case, or a Gears beta or something. Um, but I, I could even see a world where we see teasers for both. Uh, people think that this is the year where Microsoft is just like, here's all of our cards. Everything is not coming out, but you guys cry about games. Here's everything that's being worked on. Some of these are going dark. Some of these are not. But here's everything, right? Kind of showing their whole hand. Um, not everything, obviously, like the Santa Monica studio, we don't know what they're doing, 
but I could easily see Gears of War 5 tees, Halo 6 tees. Uh, and they're like, oh, we saw Gears and Halo this year, you know, on top of whatever else, a Fable or whatever. Um, who knows? Uh, so real quick, uh, before we get into predictions and rapid fire, uh, new studio uh, acquisitions, new IP, new IP acquisitions. I just have some questions for you guys. Do we see a new AAA IP from Microsoft, whether it's first or second party? Uh, are we going to see the moves Microsoft said they were committed to making in terms of acquiring the pieces to take Xbox first party to the next level? Remember Satya Nadella and Phil Spencer talked about how uh, they both see Xbox as a huge branch of Microsoft and they're going to be committing a lot of resources to making it better. And lastly, will we see the acquisition of a beloved dead or unused IP? It's a lot of questions. Yes, whatever yes. you want to tackle first. <laughs> Just like all yes. Um, I think... I think we're yeah we gotta see a, a new IP a triple A uh, new IP from them. Um, I don't know if, if if it's ready if it's this year, but I I would like to think uh, that it's been in the works. You know, is the you know they could see that you know years ago like we don't have as many exclusives uh, you know high quality ones as Sony and like Halo and Gears of War aren't performing as well as they have in the past. So I think there's something been something's been in the works. Uh, first party triple a wise uh for them and i would hope that this is the time we see that um you know one thing um and then yeah some maybe some second party stuff they've been doing better you know they have PUBG, uh some deals with that and so on but uh definitely i think uh it's time we see some big new first party ip um which is the first step you know in in that promise of you know we're 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 doing it right yeah. give us some time here but we're working on it get um, amy hennig on stage yeah. man get amy hennig up there say she, you're giving her free reign to make her own studio and make a game man that woman has had, had such a hard time in game development give amy hennig a studio that easy just here just i mean that out. would be a i'm trying to think of a good sports analogy where like uh you know like a basketball player who had played for one one team for so long and then you know, ah, oh, you know, their their rival just signs him, and it's a big deal. Like, you know, puts the hat on. Or whatever. Yeah. Trying to think who who's done that. That I, I can't remember. Like, LeBron. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, like make a show of it, right? In like, video games, my talents to Kojima to a certain extent. You know, a couple yeah, years ago, that's to a, a certain extent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex, what about you? What do you think about all these acquisitions? New IP is it possible? Do we see it? Yeah, I think we see all of this stuff. I think we're definitely getting a new IP. I, I'm sure they're going to cash in on nostalgia some way by reviving an old IP. Um, and yeah, I think we might see, you know, Phil Spencer has talked about it on Twitter. He's talked about it at length before wanting to get that single player um, side of, of Xbox down. And I, I think we see a lot of that. Yeah. Here. Th- that's my one thing with playground games and it being fable is I wonder if, cause we heard Phil say he was super inspired by horizon zero dawn. And I wonder if, I wonder if the playground games game isn't fable, but it's a horizon type open world kind of game. And what if that is fable? That could be the case, right? Uh, who knows? We'll see. Mm. Uh, so before we get into predictions, I have some rapid fire stuff. We have some rapid fire questions, but I also have rapid fire unused IP. Basically, uh, I'm going to throw these at you guys. Um, the, f- the first one is going to be back and forth. The second one's going to be back and forth. One thing I want to clarify, because I will be corrected on this, Quantum Break is owned by Xbox. Uh, unlike the other Remedy exclusive, Alan Wake, Quantum Break is a Xbox-owned IP. Just throwing that out there, because I know I'm going to get corrections saying that, no, Remedy made that, and they own their IP, not Quantum Break. 
Um, <laughs> so I'm going to start off with you, Alex, and I'm going to go back and forth between you two with these, and you just say yes or no if you think we'll see it this year, okay? Starting with okay. you, Alex. Brute Force. No. Uh, Dom, Crimson Skies. No. Uh, Killer Instinct, Alex. Yes. Cameo. I don't know what that is, but no. Fusion Frenzy. <laughs> no. Jet Force Gemini. Shout out to Bless. No. Grab by the Ghoulies. No. Phantom Dust. Definitely not. Quantum Break. Yes. Zoo Tycoon. No. Voodoo Vince. No. Mech Assault. No. Small Arms. Yes. Small Arms. <laughs> yes. Lost Odyssey. No, man. This, this... <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie. Yes. Perfect Dark. Yes, I'll give this one a yes. Blue Dragon. No. My Boy Conquer. Yeah, yeah, we'll say yeah for Conquer. <laughs> I lived there for a long time. It was Dom keeps saying no, and, and Alex is the optimist. It's really funny. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, some interesting ones in there. I loved Zoo Tycoon that came out at launch for the Xbox One. I actually perfected that game. I got all the achievements in it. Very tedious. Wow. Uh, not a proud not a proud perfection, but it is what it is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, those are all the IP for Microsoft that they haven't really been using, so I thought I'd throw those out there. Now, these are rapid-fire questions for games that we could potentially see. Um, and I'm going to ask these back and forth to you guys as well, starting with you, Alex. Uh, Mortal Kombat okay. 11. Boone's been teasing this on Twitter. Do we see the announcement on Xbox's stage? No. Dom, Borderlands 3. We believe it's not going to be at E3. Pitchford has said so. Was 2K's delayed game this for sure, and we're not seeing it at E3? Oh, shit. Uh, no, we're not going to see it. Okay. Alex, where the hell is Darksiders 3? It's still planned for 2018. Is that viable? Do people care? Yes, it's on the Xbox stage. Okay. Dom, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. No one will care. <laughs> Dom, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Is it same old, same old, or is uh, uh, Square Enix unveiling it themselves? Do we not even see it at Xbox's stage? Yeah, Square Enix will uh, unveil it themselves. Okay. Uh, Alex, Overkill's The Walking Dead. That's been in development forever. Uh, is this game finally coming out? We have a 28 release date, 2018 release date. We haven't seen gameplay. Does the gameplay appear on Xbox's stage? No. Okay, Witchfire, Dom. I don't know if you remember Witchfire. It was a game that was uh, teased and announced at uh, the Game Awards. It's the vanishing of Ethan Carter devs and Bulletstorm devs. It started off as like a walking sim, and then they pulled out a gun and started shooting people. Do we see that this year at X Xbox? No. No. Uh, Alex, we touched on uh, on Remedy. Do we see P7? It's not a console exclusive, but do we see it on Xbox's stage? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dom. In the Valley of the Gods, we recently knew that the developer got uh, purchased by Steam. Is there a chance we even see this game at E3? No. Alex, Rocksteady. We know that Spider-Man's going to be on PlayStation stage. Companies are weird and don't like to intermingle. Does that mean we see Rocksteady's supposed Superman game at Xbox's stage? Yes. Uh, to that point, Dom, Square Enix's Avengers game. There's a huge Marvel zeitgeist right now. A lot of this, a lot of people think that Square Enix is having the event for Kingdom Hearts as well as Avengers. Do we see Avengers on Xbox's stage? Definitely not. Okay, Alex, from Software, we know that we have Shadow Die Twice. Shadow, it's rumored that it's not Bloodborne Two. It's rumored that it's an non-exclusive. It's a third, uh, third-party multi-platform release. Do we see it on Xbox's stage? Yes. Is it Tenchu? 
That would be amazing. <laughs> yes. Uh, Dom, Bethesda. Do we see a Bethesda game on Microsoft show? No. Yeah, I'm with you. Lastly, Alex, we've seen Spider-Man. We know Square Enix has Marvel Avengers. Did Microsoft dip into that well and go to Marvel games and say, hey, we want to make an exclusive. We have a pitch. Do we see a Marvel exclusive for Xbox? No. Okay. That was rapid fire. We're going to get into predictions now. Uh, a lot of back and forth there. Uh, interesting. I, I just want more superhero games in general. Um, and I like that Marvel games is dipping their toe in. Um, it's weird that Rocksteady's been quiet. WB Montreal's been quiet. Um, so hopefully we see some of that stuff soon in terms of superhero games. Um, I'm pulling out my predictions here. Uh, I have to get up Jordan's because he's not here. So let me pop those up. Cool. Okay, here we go. So I'll start first, then Dom will go, then then Alex, and then we'll, I'll say Jordan's. We each have three predictions. Okay. My first prediction, Microsoft unveils an exclusive that's AAA, but it was originally intended for multi-platform release. That meaning that it's, it's a franchise that we assume is multi-platform, uh, that's been multi-platform before, but Microsoft now has the exclusive rights. Think of like Splinter Cell, which we didn't even touch on. We talked so much about everything. We didn't even touch about Splinter Cell. Yeah, um, wow. <laughs> if Splinter Cell is announced and is an exclusive, my prediction's right. You understand what I'm saying? So exclusive AAA mm-hmm. that was originally intended for multi-platform. Uh, that's my first prediction. Uh, what about you, Don? Uh, I'm going to go a new Fable game is announced. Uh, it's not Fable colon something else, and it's not Fable 4. It's just Fable. Okay. Would you be go far uh, enough to say it's playground games? Is it playground? Oh games? yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Playground. Yep. Uh, this doesn't have to be part of your prediction, but do you think it's a cinematic, a, a logo, gameplay? I think uh, like a gameplay trailer. Um, you know, not like a demo. Uh, yeah. But definitely there will be gameplay in the trailer. Okay. Alex, what's your first prediction? Uh, mine is actually also the same thing. It's Fable RPG Playground Games 2019. Uh, I think the art style is going to blow us away. Um, it's it's going to be filled with all sorts of like volumetric lighting. It's going to be it's going to wow people. Um, and I do think we get a actual demo. Ooh, nice. Is that uh, this is not to be part of your thing, but is it Phil Spencer demoing it? A dev de- uh, demoing it? Like who exactly? Or is it just like the video? We don't see who's playing it. Uh, it's. I don't. Um, Phil Spencer is on stage <laughs> with the person. Okay, got it. Uh, Jordan's first prediction: he says that the show will open with the trailer for the new Splinter Cell. Um, so cold open Splinter Cell up there. Uh, that'd be pretty interesting. Um, my mm. second prediction: I say that we see Cyberpunk 2077, uh, and I I think we're gonna get a 2019 release window, and more specifically, I think it's gonna be a three minute cinematic trailer. Do you guys remember that Witcher three one where like they're like hanging that guy at that tree and then like the witcher uh, girl like pulls up to it it's like very cinematic like high quality cuts yeah. him down yeah yeah mm. i think it's that style it's like very high quality cinematics and it's about three minutes and gives us a vibe for the world um that's my prediction anyways so we'll see if that happens uh dom what's your second one uh i'm gonna say hmm. <sighs> i can make this specific enough halo 6 you know we're gonna see we're gonna see a trailer, a good long trailer, gameplay, lots of good stuff. Twenty nineteen release window is gonna be given, um, and they explicitly mention that you play only as Master Chief. <laughs> okay, getting ready from the whole lock debacle. 
the lock debuck. Interesting. So 2019 release window? Yes. Okay. Uh, Alex, I think I wanted to add a little bit of you know specificity supplies. and some of the details there. Yeah. Alex, what's your second prediction? Um, Microsoft announces a brand new sci-fi IP that's not a part of any previous uh, or existing Microsoft universes. I like it. Smash, smash, smacked. Um, Jordan's <laughs> second uh, prediction here. Okay, this is funny. Sorry, I was reading it. He says Battlefield Five trailer with uh, with there will be a Battlefield Five trailer and it'll have at least eighty five percent of the footage from the same trailer shown at EA's conference. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I hope that's not the case, but it's probably gonna happen. Uh, my third and final one. I say Splinter Cell is unveiled. I know, shocker. Um, I think that instead of everyone expects us to see the green like pulse that we're used to at Splinter Cell, I don't think that's the case. I think we start on a black screen. We hear Michael Ironside's sultry voice is the first thing we hear. We hear him talking, war, war never changes, you know, something like that, some monologue. Uh, Easy with the specific phrase there. No, I'm not saying specific phrase, but we're going to hear Michael Ironside's (laughs) voice first, and then we're going to see Splinter Cell unveiled, and uh, it's going to be clear that Xbox has the marketing, obviously, for the game. I don't think exclusive, but it'll have the marketing. So, yeah, we we hear Michael Ironside's voice introduced... A splinter cell that's unveiled. Um, Dom, what's your second one? Uh, your third one? Your last one. Oh, man. All right. This is tough. I've been I've been weighing through these. Um, I'm going to say... Pickle 3. We get... I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we're going to get um, <clears throat> a big trailer, a big gameplay trailer for a huge Sea of Thieves expansion that's not been, you know... Nothing, you know, it's new. They've not previously previously talked about it at all. Um, okay. New, I want to be specific, like, it's going to be, like, new, kind of, kind of like you guys talked about, like, a, a totally new gameplay, you know, element is going to be introduced, right? Like you were saying, we're going to go into the ghost world or whatever it is. Um, something, like, huge and kind of, like, really flips the game on its head and, like, does a lot more. Not just um, an NPC added, like, something substantial. Right. Yeah. Not, like, new characters in a new area, but, like, a fully full-ass new kind of like game mode almost right like it's okay. just a new way to play it something like that and then it's gonna <clears throat> they'll give a release window of the fall 2018 okay uh alex what's your final prediction my final prediction is uh blue hole is on stage and oh, uh they reveal that new that fourth map um for for and and also say that um the third map is coming to PUBG on xbox you know what's funny? When you first said that, I heard Blue Point. So I was like, oh, I wonder what, what do you think is Blue Point's remastering oh. for Xbox? And then you said Blue Hole, and I was like, oh, no, yeah, PUBG devs. For me, I heard Blue Point, yeah. uh, which that's a weird <laughs> thing, too. People think they're owned by PlayStation. They're not. Uh, I would love if they're developing, exactly. like, the Mass Effect remaster or something. Oh, baby. Um, mm. The last Jordan prediction before we close out the show, uh, he says that I'm gonna. he has three left. I want to see which one's the most interesting. Okay, that one's not interesting. That one's not interesting. We'll go with this one. He says Blow is shown and will have a release date revealed, which is not too spicy, but okay. His other ones were Phil Spencer wears yeah. an Xbox Live shirt, and the other one was Minecraft gets a dr- some dragons in that bitch. That's uh, verbatim. That's what he wrote. <laughs> um, those are our predictions. Uh, if you can, Alex, please let people know where they can find you on the internet. Yeah, you can find me over at okbeast.com. It- 
excuse me, and youtube.com slash okbeast. Uh, I host the OK Beast podcast that drops every Monday, and we also put up um, in-depth videos and opinion videos on the YouTube channel every Friday. Uh, he also, you recently released a video essay where it's like uh, amateur Foley artists, essentially. You showed how they do sound effects yeah. in games, and you try to do one yourself. Uh, like a, mm-hmm. like a, a punch-kick kind of sound where you used, it was celery, yeah. it was chicken. What was the other thing? Um, grapefruit. Yep. And then a piece of bread. Really cool. Really so, like the editing. And I turned that into a punch. It was fun. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, really cool. Um, yeah, definitely go check them out. They have a Patreon. They have a bunch of stuff. You know who Blessing is. Mm-hmm. Now you know who Alex is. He's been on a couple of podcasts. He'll be on more in the future. Thank you again for joining us yeah. for E3. Yeah, man. Thanks for having Super me. Super bummed Jordan wasn't able to be here, but that's the way it goes. We'll catch you guys next time. Please tune in to the rest of our E3 pre-E3 product, uh, pre-E3 podcasts. And we'll catch you guys next time, post E3, when we're talking about all the announcements and all of the letdowns and all of the all of the stuff. Catch you guys next time. Bye.